Greetings from the depths of insomnia. For those of you who experience this often or who are experiencing it right now, this is a very good episode for you to listen to. And for those of you who don't have it right now, I'd still bookmark it just in case. I'm going to walk you through the symptoms of insomnia and give you a little bit extra on the beauty perspective. So sit back, try to relax, and listen to this restless episode of Beauty Reform School. Oh, hi. You stumbled across Beauty Reform School, the podcast that explores beauty, style, reinvention, self-care, all from the perspective of the outside looking in. We pick apart the classics so we can confidently break the mold. And I'm your host, Bad Bad, the artist, the educator, the retail grunt, the problem child. The one who's done it the hard way for decades, and now I'm passing the savings on to you. So bring me your tired, your confused, your weirdos, your others yearning to breathe free. If this sounds like you, grab your pen and grab your scratch pad, and let's figure this crap out together. Right here at Beauty Reform School. I know I've mentioned a few times during the podcast about my insomnia. I've been talking about it and talking about it, but it's, it's real. <laughs> and it, I just got to thinking as I just woke up not that long ago, I got to thinking that I'm sure a lot of other people have either experienced it or are experiencing it now. So if you have experienced it or if you have, if you're dealing with it now and maybe you don't want to be like me and talk about it, (laughs) then I was hoping that maybe this episode would help, you know, so, um, I went on to helpline.com and I got some information, so I'm going to share. I'm going to share it with you. I'm sure my voice sounds really, really weird when I first wake up. Um, my voice always sounds weird to me, but you know, here we are. So anyway, away we go. Nearly 60 million Americans a year experience insomnia and wake up feeling unrefreshed to say the least. Sometimes the problem lasts for a night or two, but in other cases, it's an ongoing issue. That would be me. It me. I am an ongoing issue. (laughs) You can have chronic insomnia that lasts a month or longer. You can have acute insomnia that lasts days or days or weeks. Um, 
comorbid insomnia associated with another disorder. I think that one's me. And onset insomnia, difficulty falling asleep or maintenance insomnia, inability to stay asleep. I'll take a side order of that as well. That tends to be my biggest issue. Um, I have the falling asleep thing and then I definitely have the inability to stay asleep thing. Research shows that comorbid insomnia accounts for 85 to 90% of chronic insomnia. Insomnia also increases with age. Fantastic. Sometimes insomnia goes away after lifestyle factors such as family or work stress resolve. For more serious cases, addressing the underlying cause can improve your sleep quality. Treating insomnia is important because this condition can increase your risk for other health concerns. So what happens if you do have insomnia? Well, there are increased risk of medical conditions, but as far as I'm concerned, there are increased risks of medical conditions no matter what you do. That is, that is life that is also getting older. It is important for me to point out in this point that I am not a physician. So if you are experiencing any issues, please talk to your physician, do that online thing or make a phone call or whatever it is the crazy kids are doing during the pandemic. Go do that because I am not a medical professional. I am simply, I simply did a little research and now I'm sharing the info with you. But the increased mis risk of medical conditions include stroke, asthma attacks, seizures, weak immune system, sensitivity to pain, inflammation, obesity, high blood pressure, diabetes, heart disease. Also, there's an increased risk for mental health disorders like depression, anxiety, confusion, and frustration. Mm-hmm. I can, I can co-sign that. Um, insomnia can also affect your performance at work or school, your sex drive, your memory, your judgment. And the immediate concern is daytime sleepiness because a lack of energy can cause feelings of anxiety, depression, or irritation. And not only can it affect your performance at work or school, but too little sleep may also increase your risk for accidents, particularly if you drive. So you might wonder, you know, what on earth even causes it? So there is primary insomnia, which has no real underlying cause. And then there's secondary insomnia, which is attributable to an underlying cause. Um, chronic insomnia, which, hello, um, usually has a cause such as stress, jet lag, poor sleep habits, eating too late in the evening, not sleeping on a regular schedule due to work or travel. And medical causes for insomnia include mental health disorders, medications such as antidepressants or pain meds, um, conditions such as cancer, heart disease, asthma, uh, you got your chronic pain, you got your restless leg syndrome, and you got your obstructive sleep apnea. So, yeah, you know. Um, 
They're saying, you know, and this one, this one's um, a good one. So it says like, what lifestyle factors increase your risk for insomnia? You have irritable sleep schedules, <laughs> sleeping during the day. Well, I don't necessarily believe that one because I have been a devout napper throughout my life and that did not give me insomnia. So it really, I suppose, depends on the person. Anywho, a job that involves working at night, lack of exercise, using electronic devices like laptops and cell phones in bed, having a sleep environment with too much noise or light, a death recently of a loved one, a recent job loss, various other sources of stress, um, excitement about an upcoming event, recent travel between time zones. So interestingly enough, in that case, that's just about everybody, isn't it? I mean, and especially right now, that is just about everybody. We are experiencing loss, not even just for not even just for um, a loved one, maybe not all of us have experienced that particular thing, but even celebrities that we like, you know, there've been so many passings there. There have been, you know, a friend of a friend at least has lost someone. So you've, you've felt the need to comfort them. Um, we've all experienced loss this year, just every last one of us in one shape or form. And we all handle loss differently. So, you know, and I know for me, it's just the mystery, not only the losses that I have experienced so far, but the mystery of what else, what other shoe is going to fall has been particularly difficult for me. You know, real talk. Um, so they also said to point out that the use of certain substances seem to have a negative effect on sleep. And those include, which I'm sure you probably already know, but if you don't, there's caffeine, there's nicotine, there's alcohol, there's drugs, there's cold medicine, diet pills, and certain types of prescription medication. So... Yeah. Now, if you're trying to figure out what changes you can make to manage your insomnia, it is best to talk to your doctor. It is definitely best to talk to your doctor. I mean, they know your medical history. They know what things will work for you and will not work for you. Or at the very least, they can make um, educated suggestions. So, um. Melatonin supplements, interesting, because when it comes to melatonin, I have been using my melatonin gummies, but a really interesting thing happened. Along the way, the first week I got some of the best sleep and I thought I was over the hump with the insomnia. The week after that, I took my melatonin gummy as usual. I put on my podcast and I went to sleep, question mark. But it turned out that no, 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 ma'am, no, no. I woke right up. My eyes popped back open in like an hour. 
And I think that that's just because my body got used to the melatonin gummies. So now I'm on and off. I'm doing the old on and off. So now I will take them for a little bit. Then I will stop. Then I will take them for a little bit. Then I will stop. And when I take them, they work pretty well, I got to say. But the only problem is the body gets used to them. And the body starts laughing at you and saying, ha, ha, ha. Is that it? Ha, ha. Nice try. So... I definitely don't. And I didn't want to like go upping the doses because like I they say on the bottle that you can take one to two, but I was just taking one in the beginning because I was a little chicken. So I was um, was a Freddy cat and I didn't want to just <laughs> be asleep for days because I thought that that would happen. So I took the one and I could very well take two, but then my body will get used to two. And then what? So I'm sticking with the one. They say, though, that you can uh, take between one and five milligrams an hour before bed. Um, So there's that. Uh, They say higher melatonin levels make you feel sleepier, but too much can disrupt your sleep schedule and cause headaches, nausea, and irritability. Hmm. Of course they can. (sighs) So um, as far as regular old... RX sleep medication. They say, talk to your doctor about that. Um, Your doctor may, after they look for the underlying causes, of course, they may prescribe a sleep medication and they'll tell you how long you should take it. It's not recommended to take sleeping pills on a long-term basis. Um, But I will be the first to tell you, I have taken a few sleep medications in my time and those are bananas, okay? They're bananas. They may work for somebody, no diss to those of you who they work for, but they were completely bananas for me. I had some zany experiences on sleep meds and I do not have any desire to relive those. (laughs) Uh, Can you say sleep eating? All right. So if you were wondering what some of the effects are of insomnia, not just on your life, but on your body. I got some stuff for you. I'm going to have to pick this up because I can't see. (laughs) So one of the first things, and I know that I've experienced this big time, is memory issues. I can't remember anything from one minute to the next. I... As a result, what I tend to do is take notes about everything and I am sure to set alarms. When I do not set alarms on my phone to remind myself to make a call or look into something or do something, a certain task, then I will most likely forget it. And then I feel horrible when I do. So if you are struggling with memory right now, my suggestion is to pick up your phone and set a bunch of alarms. I set alarms from for everything, from remembering to take out the trash to, you know, anything. Even if there's a show coming on that I want to see or a phone call to a friend that I'd like to make or doing things for this podcast, you know, when it's time to edit or when it's time to do this or that, I put an alarm with a little chime, uh... In my phone, so I don't forget because I swear day is night, night is day, and up is down, etc. And if I don't have some sort of alarm that taps me on the shoulder and says, Hey, you do this thing, then I will forget. 
and it's there's nothing it feels it's feels horrible to forget because if you know you have a friend waiting to talk to you or something like that and then you don't remember you just feel like garbage so I don't like I already feel like garbage I don't need to feel more so um memory loss is connected to also to trouble with thinking and concentrating so that's pretty self-explanatory and mood swings um yeah I imagine if you were around people, you'd probably be experiencing a lot of mood swings. I'm not around people that much, but even the people that I do talk to, I, you know, I feel mild mood swings, but I get over it quickly. It's like nothing, nothing, a little, a little lie down can't cure or a little bit of music for me usually, or a nice cup of tea. Um, mo- you'll be more accident prone. I'm accident prone to begin with, but yes, you expect uh, a lot of stubbed toes and trips and falls in your future. Um, one of the scary things is that your immunity is weakened. So already in the face of a pandemic, we definitely want to make sure that we stay protected, which goes back to this is when a swing around to the conversation about wearing your mask, wearing your mask. I'm not even going to get into it. That song should have been enough. Just wear your mask. That's all. I don't feel like arguing with anybody about it. I mean, just wear your mask. Protect yourself. Protect others. Wear your mask. And if you're suffering from insomnia, your immunity is low anyway. So even more so, protect your mask. Wear your mask extra. Um, high blood pressure is a thing that I'm reading that they say you are at risk of when you're suffering from insomnia your risk is higher um let's just say that your your risk also goes up for diabetes so that's something to consider um your risk your weight gain goes up as well um stress that's connected to stress usually when you are stressed some people lose weight with stress but some people actually store fat when they are stressed and they gain weight when they are stressed so that's connected as well. Low sex drive. That's a thing. <laughs> Low sex drive. <laughs> I imagine if you had a partner, that'd be an issue. So, but be, be, um, be a problem with your partner too. Like let them know what's going on. You know, just don't have them sitting around wondering what's going on with you. You know, why you're not ready for sexy time. Like, you know, just tell them that, You know, tell them about the struggle. Keep lines of communication open. Let them know what's going on. And my personal favorite, especially for somebody that does have chronic arthritis and mobility issues, is you have poor balance. Yay! As if I didn't have it already. So your balance gets worse. I think it has to do a little bit with your equilibrium. And just know that, like, you know, one of the things, one of the things that people do when it comes to um, torture, torture, hello, <laughs> who knew I'd be talking about torture here at Beauty Reform School, but one of the torture devices is sleep deprivation. And sleep deprivation is equivalent to being intoxicated. You lose your motor skills, you're confused, you're dizzy, you can't think straight. All of those kind of things happen with sleep deprivation as well. So when you're dealing with insomnia, you have those kind of things going on. Um, 
your central nervous system suffers as well. So chronic insomnia can disrupt how your body ten, uh, sends and processes information. So it's important to be hyper aware of these things because you might think to yourself, oh, I'm fine. Everything's great, but it's not exactly. So you want to just be a little more careful. In other words, just be careful when you're walking around, make sure you don't have a lot of stuff on the floor make sure your pathways are clear and just be careful. Um, so another thing, um, and this one's important for people who have mental health challenges and mental health issues. When your sleep deprivation lasts long enough, it um, definitely can trigger mania or any kind of disorders that you have, like bipolar, impulsive behavior, anxiety, depression, paranoia, and unfortunately, even long enough, um, suicidal thoughts. Um, so it's just it's just very very um very important that you tend to these things while you're going through them um okay i think i think that about covers it on the doctoral front let's continue so now that we know about the basics of insomnia. We got the basics down. What on earth do you do aside from the medical things? And what do you do? So if you sleep and you wake up and you're up all night, what on earth goes on? Now, this is where you come in. You chime in because I really do want everyone to do this together. I want if you've experienced insomnia or if you are experiencing insomnia, I am going to put something on the Facebook page and I want everyone to write in and tell me, what do you do? I'm going to put it on the Instagram too, but I want to know some of the things that you do. And I'm not talking about the, you know, your tried and true methods or whatever, but I'm talking about what do you actually do? So, I mean, I'll, t I'll start, you know, I'll tell you what I do. It's some weird stuff, but I'll tell you what I do. <laughs> Um, most of the stuff, and these aren't recommendations. I want to put that disclaimer out there and let you know that these are not recommendations. In fact, these are probably the things that you should not do, but I just wanted you to know that you're not by yourself. If you're one of those people that are going through this, I wanted you to know that you are not by yourself. So for one, I do read that does help a lot and sometimes it does even get me to fall back asleep but I will wake back up and so I do use my bookmark and put my bookmark in there so that I can get back into it the minute I wake back up I tend to watch a lot of documentaries uh, I tend to I do the one thing that is terrible, which of course is go on my phone or go on my computer. I'll answer emails. I'll do things like that. So anyone who's ever received an email from me as of late will notice that the timestamp is pretty crazy. So, um, there's that. Um, oh man, what else do I do? 
Um, I used to eat. I used to eat, uh, uh, you know, snacking, intermittent snacking. But I've been cutting myself off from intermittent snacking because I've been getting intermittent weight gain. So I have cut that out. And uh, lucky for me, like the I've noticed the change in my body. My body has begun to shrink back down to its original packaging. So that's good. Um, yeah, I just, uh, <laughs> I, since I don't get as much physical activity as I used to, it's like, I just can't, I can't afford it. I can't risk just sitting still and eating myself into a stupor, you know, it's mainly not necessarily for physical because who's looking at me, you know? But it's mostly for mobility. I don't want to put too much weight on my joints because it causes me incredible pain when I do. So I know that about myself. As I always say to you, know thyself. So there's that. Um, let me see. Um, I definitely do play my video games as we know about that. Um, and I've been thinking about art a lot lately, and I've been wanting to get back into creating art. So, but I haven't, you know, I haven't gotten over the hump yet from thinking to doing. So I, I'm, I hope to do that very soon. I hope to get over that hump really, really soon. Um, I do make a few phone calls to a few night owls, and that depending on the night owl, um, by the time I finish talking to them, I am sated and I'm ready to go to sleep. Um, a very good friend of mine actually did bring me a weighted blanket for Christmas. So, but me being the weirdo that I am, I am waiting for Christmas to open it because I want that experience because it's probably the only Christmas gift I will open this year. So I want to, I want to do that. Um, hmm. Yeah. All right. So yeah, those are the things that I do. And I would really, really, really love you to write in and talk about the things that you do, because I could use some inspiration as well as I think it would be really great for us to share with each other the things that we do. I think that that would be really, really helpful. Since I know a big part of my insomnia is mental, it made me start thinking about, oh wait, since I know a big part of my insomnia is mental, it made me start thinking about some of the things that I've been pushing to the side, you know, some of the things that I've been trying to ignore, some of the things that I didn't want to think about. And I decided to start thinking about them because maybe, you know, maybe when I look it in the face, I can move past it. So I definitely was thinking about the fact that I miss, I miss the drugstore. I miss walking around the drugstore. You know, I, I have Walgreens near me. Well, now, not near me, but I used to have it at my near at my old place. I used to have Walgreens near me, but 
I used to have a routine at least twice a week where I would walk through Walgreens to get my meds and get my heating patches and get my salves and get all my my arthritis stuff. But then I would stroll around the other aisles and look at all the little junk and bric-a-brac that they had. And I've gotten everything from a hot pot to a space heater from them. The one Walgreens I had was 24 hours, so I could go in there any old time I wanted and I could just walk around and I missed that. That was kind of like my exercise. For someone like me, I don't get to walk around too much. And that was my exercise, that walk over to the Walgreens and then walking through the aisles. I spent about a good half hour to 40 minutes in there and I gotta be honest, I really, really missed that. I used to have my headphones on, I'd be listening to some music or a podcast and I would just stroll slowly up and down the aisles and take my time, old lady style. I had a good time with that and I really, really, really missed that. I definitely miss some of my places that I used to grab a bite to eat. I miss those. Um, some of them I'll probably I'll miss forever, and that makes me sad. I definitely miss gigging. I definitely miss being able to hang out with friends, even though I don't like to that much. I like it when I finally get up the gumption to do it. I like it when I can. And now knowing that I can't is sad. Um, and my sister just moved to Florida and we didn't even get a chance to say goodbye this time because it was a quick move and we didn't even get a chance to say goodbye and I didn't even get a chance to hug her or anything. And that makes me sad. There's just so many things. And maybe as I'm saying it now, maybe it's a good time to like grab a notepad and a pen and just figure it out. Start writing the things that you miss. Start writing the things that you feel robbed of and that you feel like you've lost. Because I was telling a friend recently that we just haven't had an opportunity to cope with all the loss that we have been dealing with this year. We've all been in survival mode, quite literally, and we haven't had a chance to cope with all the things, all the changes and all the things that we've missed and all the losses that we've experienced. We haven't had a chance to cope. And if you're having insomnia right now, that could have a, that could be a great factor in why. So, Take a pen and a pad and sit down and write the things that you that you lost. Write the things that you resent. Write down the things that you miss. Make yourself a cup of tea and make your list. So in conclusion, there's a couple of things that I want you to remember or to think about at least while you're going through insomnia. When was the last time that you changed your bed sheets? Bacteria and oils and sweat from your body will redeposit onto the skin and create breakouts. 
And I get it. I get it. You're exhausted. Your brain is not functioning at full capacity. But when you are awake and when you are pacing the floor, just take a minute, pull out some new bed sheets, change your bed. It's probably been a while. Another thing is I know that you want to drink a lot of caffeine probably to stay awake, but it's not the best idea. Extra stimulants are not going to help you in this particular state. You're a little bit delicate, so you don't need the usual stimulants. As a matter of fact, it probably would be better to trade in your caffeine for a little chamomile or a little bed sleepy bedtime tea especially when you're about to go to bed and visual stimulants like your phone and your laptop and things like that probably best not used at the time i would switch over to music soothing music and like i said podcasts like the sleepy podcast or the dreamy podcast or even the send you to sleep podcast really great ones that I like those are good or if those kind of things are not for you do you know what knocks me out really good when I'm exhausted if you just put on a tedious documentary not a good one not one that's gonna really like grab your attention but just a tedious uh, documentary where they're just womp 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 do that it'll knock you right out and the old faithful old classic go to your bookshelf grab a book off your bookcase that you haven't read in a really long time or you've been meaning to read if it turns out that book is riveting put a bookmark in it put it down go grab a book that you don't like and start reading that that'll probably help with that too also i wanted to mention that at this time especially the the walking the floor time or the time where your eyes are wide open and you can't get any sleep this is the perfect time to do the intense things go ahead and definitely put that mask on for a little bit slather on a little bit of eye cream does your skin need some lotion go do a body lotion thing and I'll tell you a bath with a nice bath bomb or bath teas or things like that that is also a great time if you're sitting around with your eyes open and you can't sleep anyway you might as well just sit in the bath take a space heater with you because I know for me I like a bath but I don't like to be cold so take us take a space heater with you make sure you're nice and toasty in there just sit there and go ahead and exfoliate do all the things that you want to do and then take that follow-up shower to rinse off I know you're thinking some people you might say wait take a bath and take a shower well if you're gonna if you're gonna exfoliate and I always like to do a nice rinse off after a bath anyway because you're sitting in a tub of stuff you know it's a soup so anywho's those are some some suggestions for you if you are in the thick of things right now and I want to remind you that being in the thick of things it's hard it is and I understand that it's really really hard but you know what 
this year has been hard. And yet here we are. So, number one, let me just say that I am proud of you. And number two, I want to thank you for spending some of this very, very hard year with us here at Beauty Reform School. And pencils down. Class is dismissed. And I'll see you next week.